Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I welcome you into our second conversation for our theme in October of knowing your worth. I'm excited about this conversation because I have known this guest (laughs) since he was a young boy. Boy, And we were just talking about how even as a young boy, I could see the gift of artistry, of creativity, of self-expression on his soul. And to now see him as a grown man who is a storyteller, a speaker, an author, um, and truly walking in his gift. It just brings me so much joy. So I'm going to share a little bit about him, and then we're going to jump into this conversation. So we have with us T.W. Tommy Suggs, who, as I just shared, he is a storyteller. He's a public speaker and author. And underlying um, his soul and his mission, it's actually to help others heal from their past, aligning with the potential of their present and pushing them, encouraging them to live full lives. Through sharing his own experiences and vulnerabilities, he helps others develop and heal. He forms a bond with his audiences when he is able to perform and connect and express that mutually strengthens not only them, but himself. In 2012, T.W. wrote his first storytelling show called Remove the Tape, Healing Through Honesty, which performed eight stories in all. And since then, T.W. has continued with storytelling performances throughout Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, Virginia, and in um, other areas such as the African-American Museum here in Philadelphia, the National Liberty Museum, the Freedom Theater, Arcadia's University for their Black Male Development Symposium, and other countless businesses, churches, and venues. He's going to share some from his newly released book, Running Through the Rain, which was released in 2022. And it intertwines TW's personal experience with trauma and utilizes art to encourage, uplift, and help others navigate their own path forward. So as I shared, I'm excited about this conversation um, on, on multiple levels, but I share with you, someone who is near and dear to me, to welcome T.W. Tommy Suggs to the Flipside Conversation. Welcome to the conversation, Tommy. Thank you so much, Dr. Jackson. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so there, there are so many places I would um, love to even dive into because mm-hmm. I know you to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I think 
to connect with our theme for mm-hmm. October, mm-hmm. recognizing that October holds um, National or International Mental Health mm-hmm. Day mm-hmm. is in the month of October. Um, it is also um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Both things that can deeply impact yeah. an individual's journey. Yeah. Can leave scars. Yeah can leave um, narratives about themselves. Never mind what, as a globe, we just went through in the past more than two years. Many people are walking around still trying to figure out or reconnect with themselves. And so we picked October, our theme to be Know Your Worth. And you so graciously agreed to be a part of this conversation. I'm curious, how do you define worthiness? So um, for me, I define worthiness. Um, I, so I, I would have to go back a little bit mm-hmm. because worthiness for me, I feel that it is a byproduct of an effective appraisal system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. based on how I appraise something determines the value that I assign to it. Mm -hmm. So for me, worthiness um, is really having an effective appraisal system in place, Mm -hmm. an effective metric in place by which I look at myself and based on what I see, I love. Mm-hmm. And I think having had recent conversations, uh, especially with um, my girlfriend group, mm-hmm. the ability to look in the mirror yeah. and have an accurate yeah. appraisal yeah. of what I see, yeah. some are struggling with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel that there are so many things that interfere with um, our metrics in that appraisal system, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's almost the same thing as if I have a diamond and I take the diamond to a butcher, right? The butcher is going to be like, okay, that's nice, you know, but you won't be able to really tell me its value. And in fact, you wouldn't be able to tell me if it's a cubic zirconium Mm -hmm. or if it's really a diamond, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes we are looking at other people, other things to provide us with a metric. And sometimes it's one of those things where we have to identify, okay, what is my metric? Mm -hmm. What am am I, what am I basing my value on? When I look in the mirror, what am I defining as beauty? Mm -hmm. What am I defining as, as it, it, am I am I too short? Do I do I see myself as too short, too tall, too thick, too skinny, too dark, too light? What am I using? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I realize that our metrics and our systems of appraisal come from other people who also have broken systems of appraisal, right? Um, I think about I don't know. So I'm a Christian, right? We're mm-hmm. Christians, all right? Mm-hmm. So so. If I may, can I talk about the Bible real quick? Just a- absolutely, because okay. I was hoping we would get into a Marco hey. day. Because I was like, "What? <laughs> wait, wait, who, who are we comparing this to?" Right, right, yes. right. Yes. Um, 
So when I think about when I think about the Garden of Eden, right, mm-hmm. and I think about Adam and Eve, um, and I think about how God created them, they were created naked, mm-hmm. right? They were cre- in, in their nakedness, mm-hmm. they were flawless, mm-hmm. they were perfect, just as they were created. But something came along that interfered with the metric. Mm-hmm. Something came along that interfered with what they used to determine, is this still beautiful? Mm-hmm. Because based on what they ate, it caused them to, to say, okay, this is I have to hide this now. Mm-hmm. This is no longer appropriate. This mm-hmm. is no longer good. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a lot of us are eating things that causes us to look at ourselves and our nakedness to say, okay, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. This, 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 there's something about this that's broken. And a lot of times it's also generational. You know, you don't think that way about yourself because that's how you think about yourself. But maybe there's something that your mom or your grandmother or your father may have done or said that's literally an echo that's just constantly, and you've never, um, shut that echo down. Mm-hmm. You never went against that echo. You never introduced a new voice mm-hmm. that would go ahead and, and compete mm-hmm. or wipe out that echo that you've heard from your past. It is so powerful to think about, as you just shared, that we have um, often as individuals just trying to live life, mm-hmm. taken in things that are toxic mm-hmm that are unhealthy. But I even think about the step before the fruit in allowing or embracing deception that would lead us into continuing to take in and then realize that there are flaws Mm -hmm. and then try to find hiding places in which to... um, keep ourselves uh, a pre- protective from the shame. Yeah. But actually the hiding place is the very thing that is keeping the perpetuation of the toxicity. Yes. The brokenness. Yes. Have you, so what are, what are some of your thoughts around where people are hiding? Oh my goodness. Um, I used to work at this uh, place, uh, in Philadelphia, and we used to have meetings up on like the second or third floor. Mm-hmm. And they would have this picture there, and it had this uh, figure of a big man uh, embracing a, a smaller man. And it said that he who conceals his wounds cannot expect to be healed. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we hide in places not just because we don't want other people to see, but we don't want to see. There's yes. things that still embarrass us. There's mm-hmm. things that cause shame. Mm-hmm. And there's things that to us may actually be ugly. There's mm-hmm. things that we don't want to feel or don't want to remember anymore. So instead of addressing these things, almost like how... Um, how if you have company coming over, you just shove everything into the closet. And okay, I'm going to put all this stuff in there. I'm going to put this in the closet. All right, look, living room is clean. No, it's not. It's not. It's not clean. You have a lot of stuff in there to go Mm -hmm. through. And here's the thing too, Mm -hmm. that even in that hiding process, whatever we're hiding, it sometimes takes some time to go through all of that stuff Mm -hmm. because you have to go back down to the root of what is this that I'm hiding? Why am I hiding it? 
where did the shame come from? Where did this embarrassment come from? So healing is healing is really a courageous journey. Mm-hmm. This is not something that you that you step into lightly. And, and it's not a, a perfect process. It's full of ups, downs, backtracks, all of that stuff. But in order for us to come out of that hiding place, first of all, we have to acknowledge that we're in one. Because I was just thinking about, I know that there are people who have shoved things in the closet Mm -hmm. so often that they don't realize this is not clean. Wow. But because it has become such a part of habitual practice that their their mind has allowed them to believe as Mm -hmm. long as I have shoved it in the closet, Mm My life is clean. Yeah. I'm clean. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm free. Yeah. And actually, no, you're hiding. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that so much. You're hiding. You're hiding. You're hiding. I remember somebody, uh, uh, I watched something on uh, YouTube or something that said, come out, come out from wherever you are. <laughs> come up, come out. It may have been a scary movie. Hope Maybe it wasn't, but just, just come out of that because like you said, like you get into this practice mm-hmm. of hiding and it becomes a norm. Yes. It becomes normal. Mm-hmm. And, and it becomes to a point where you can't even see it. Yeah. You know, it's no longer an issue. Almost like, um, almost like if you, if uh, I, I cannot remember her name, but she's an actress in, in Hollywood and she used some vulgar language to get her point across. But what she said was, if you sit in the funk long enough, mm-hmm. you won't smell it anymore. Yes. It becomes normal. So true. You know, so it's, it's so that's why these platforms are so helpful because it encourages people to take that courageous voice to say, mm-hmm. maybe there's something in here that stinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in here that I need to address. Maybe there's something and here that I need to touch on. Because what I'm also realizing is that for some of us, we think that we may have dealt with something, um, but you haven't really dealt with it. You silenced it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's a difference between um, healing something and numbing it. Yes. Right? Yes. So you can walk on it if you numb it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you actually healed it. Mm-hmm. So that's why the, I, I appreciate this platform um, and what you do and the work that you're doing because it caught, it allows people to see, okay, this is something I may need to go ahead and look into deeper within myself. When I think about how you use the word courageous mm-hmm. and literally this week, I actually, with the same respect Mm -hmm. of the courage, but also acknowledging that the process is messy and don't be afraid of the messiness that that you may have to engage in order to get to the other side of actually being free. And instead of numbing it or silencing it, be willing to really get in there and scrub it may mm-hmm. take and it won't be linear as mm-hmm. you said so mm-hmm. sometimes you'll think okay i went through and so i got to this point okay mm-hmm. now i'm good mm-hmm. but then something else will happen and mm-hmm. you'll discover oh this part is still wounded yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i um 
I have, uh, uh, there's a saying that I like to play around with or a thought that I like to play around with, and it's uh, when hearts vomit. Mm. Right. Because we're, we're so used to forcing our force feeding our hearts to swallow so much trauma that our hearts can wow. get nauseous. Wow. And what happens is we have to allow our hearts to vomit, yeah. to get that stuff up. And it's not clean. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not pretty. It may require tears. It may mm -hmm. require some mm -hmm. brokenness, whatever it is. But mm -hmm. to really allow all of that stuff mm -hmm. to come up because you can't swallow until you get that stuff out. Yes. So how would you say um, trauma actually plays a role in that process of getting to worthiness? So if, if we recognize that we have to... Um, have the stuff that's down deep in our heart actually come up. What are some strategies or tools that you have found if I'm in a place of hiding, but I believe our God has called us all to recognize how we are made in his image, therefore are worthy of healing. Mm -hmm. What what would you say are some things that are in between those two places? What's the process? So the process for me between trauma and getting to a place of worthiness and even feeling that you're worthy of healing mm -hmm. is number one, understand that you may have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until a few years ago that I realized that some things that I experienced in my life were actually traumatic. I may have looked at them as, okay, that was a hardship or that may have been, you know, okay, I went through that. I went through this. Okay, I'm here today. But no, that was trauma. Mm -hmm. That was traumatic. So being open enough to say, you know what, I may, I may have had some don't even use the word hardship. I may have had some traumatic experiences and being able to look at what were those traumatic experiences in my life and how do they play out into my life now and being willing to reach all the way back as far as you can to see what, because everything is a stepping stone. Everything builds on top of everything else. And sometimes in order for you to get to real healing, you have to work through the layers. There is no pill for healing. There is no <laughs> shortcut to it's healing. There, there is no shortcut. And you can't, um, and crossing the street a bit, your healing is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to go through that work yourself. Mm -hmm. This is not something that you can force somebody else to do for you. Um, it's almost like, um, I say uh, 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 no surrogates. Mm -hmm. There are no surrogates. You carry and birth your own healing. Enough of us looking for somebody else to carry our babies. Mm -hmm. Enough of looking mm -hmm. for somebody else to say, okay, can you, can you birth my joy? Mm -hmm. Can you birth my peace? Can you birth my life? No, I have the strength. And as a man, yes, I have a spiritual womb. I have the strength and the ability to not only birth it, but to carry it full term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To carry it full term, 
and to go through whatever the process is for me to birth this thing out. And a lot of times we don't want to go through the struggle of healing. Healing is not something that's passed to you or that you just received. There is a process to it. When you go to after you get surgery, the surgery, the cutting part, that's the that's the quote unquote easy part. <laughs> the journey between the aches, the pains, the doctor visits. That's the part that's really hard that you have to stick with, that you have to. It, it's uncomfortable. You know, it, it, it hurts to bend that way again. It hurts to love again. Mm-hmm. It hurts to believe that I can have peace again. It hurts to believe that I can have joy again. But you have to sometimes lean into that. Mm-hmm. You have to lean into love, trying to love again. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to lean into trying to have that mm-hmm. peace again. So for me, that's some of the the uh, the bridge that. That is between trauma and worthiness that you have to lean and figure out, figure out where. And I will also say this, figure out what's making you feel unworthy. What voices are you hearing? I love it. What are you, what what are you hearing right now? It's it's almost like a, a police officer sitting on the, uh, the side of of the uh, side of the road and all these cars are driving by. And he has his little speed gun out, right? Because he's trying to make sure that traffic is going at the right speed. But he's also doing to see, okay, that's a wayward driver. Mm -hmm. And because that driver is wayward, let me go and let me pull that thing over. We have to do the same thing with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to monitor our thoughts mm-hmm. and we have to see the ones that are speeding, the ones that are reckless. And we have the authority to pull those thoughts over and say, uh-uh, not on my street. It's so amazing because I feel like there are so many people who struggle to recognize that you actually can pull over an intrusive thought. Yeah. That it doesn't have to remain in the driver's seat of your life and that we have what's called metacognition. So you can actually think about what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And if you practice it, not only in urgent times, Mm -hmm. but actually on a regular basis, not always when you are in the thick of being in pain, but actually create a consistent morning or evening reflection on what monopolized my thoughts today and then unpack that so that when intrusive things do enter in, Mm -hmm. you have the practice of actually unpacking your thoughts Mm -hmm. to begin to sort them Mm -hmm. and acknowledge the ones that are no longer serving you. Yes. Yes. Would you say, and one of the elements, and I'm I'm hoping you're okay Mm -hmm. with one of the reasons why I was excited that you were coming on Mm -hmm. is because so many of my guests are women. Okay. It's not that the flip side (laughs) of adversity is only relevant to women. It's not. I'm putting it out there, gentlemen. EEOC. Yeah, absolutely welcome male guests. But I, I'm curious, mm-hmm. in the conversation uh, spe- specifically of Black males mm-hmm. and navigating trauma, mm-hmm. would you say the process to healing is different? Mm-hmm. The experience different? Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts about Black males and understanding worthiness mm-hmm. and the process of healing? Wow. I know I said a lot. I know no, I said a lot. I, but I, I caught it. 
I caught it. Wide receiver. Caught it. Got you. Um, I think before we can even talk about black men being healed, we have to have the discussion around black men allowed to be humans. Black mm. men are not allowed to feel. Mm. We are not allowed to cry. Matter of fact, let me, let, I take that back. Black men do cry, but the tears come out in a different way. Okay. 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 So their tear ducts are somewhere else. It may, so it, it, you may not see them cry on their face. You may not hear their voice crack or nothing else like that. You may not see a snot bubble mm-hmm. or nothing like that mm-hmm. from their nose. Mm-hmm. But their tear ducts may come out in how they treat their treat their wife. Mm-hmm. Their tear duct may come at, may, may uh, reveal itself in how they treat their sons and their daughters. Yeah, yeah. It may come it may come in how um and their anger. Mm-hmm. It's some mm-hmm. sometimes with black men it's not even anger. Much of that is hurt. Yes. It's it's hurt. Yes. But no one has told the black man you are allowed to feel that. You so much of the black man's reality and so much of his experience because of because of because of men don't cry mm-hmm. and because of what we see in society and because of what we see in media, the whole thing has literally been to separate the man from the emotion, separate the man or the masculinity from from the spirit mm. of who he is, almost like giving black men a lobotomy, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. spiritual, emotional mm-hmm. lobotomy. Mm-hmm. He is not allowed to be a whole person. He is only allowed to express anger, sexual desires, and possibly laughter here and there. But anything that deals with hurt, anything, so he doesn't know how to get that up. It's almost like, um, it's almost like, there's an obstruction in the throat of his heart, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and for some black men, especially with the black men that I've worked with, some, some are peers, uh, some are friends, some of them are just adopted me as big brother. I realize that sometimes, um, two things, sometimes I have to reach in and to, this is going to sound where I have to reach into another black man's mouth with my fingers mm-hmm to get the lodge out mm-hmm. so that he can breathe yeah. and so that he can feel. Mm-hmm. And I also have to model and be okay with crying and also having those difficult conversations with that black man and also allowing them to have that conversation with me. At my book launch event, I um, one of my friends, Noel Scales and um, Tahita, Noel is just this amazing singer. Tahita is a, is a violinist. Uh, both um, black females and both are rock stars. Mm-hmm. And the entire time Noel was singing, she was singing Rise Up by Andrea Day. Mm-hmm. I cried like a baby. <gasps> and I was sitting up there in front of everybody and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just let these tears fall mm-hmm. because it's okay. And I, don't, and I don't know what black man may be listening right now, yes. Yes. Um, but it's okay. Vulnerability is okay. It's okay to be vulnerable, but it's also hard for black men to be vulnerable because there aren't many spaces where they're allowed to. They're not in some places. Their 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 wives don't allow them to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That you know, some black mothers, 
don't allow their sons to be vulnerable or they say no no uh, what you crying you gay mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. you you a fag you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. they hear that language mm-hmm. so then when you hear that it's like okay i'm bottling all this up mm-hmm. so then when he goes not go i don't say goes crazy but so when he starts acting out mm-hmm. all that is is a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that he was not uh, um given a license to get out or given yeah. space to get out yeah There's this quote that I have shared in some of my uh, trauma trainings with educators that all behavior is either a cry for love Mm. or an expression of love. Wow. And it's recognizing that if we at our base Mm -hmm. want safety and connection Mm. and if we don't have that, mm-hmm. we will still try to access it, mm. but in crooked ways. Wow. And so it's an opportunity for all of us to, to begin to shift mm-hmm. our bias, mm-hmm. our um, preconceived notions, yeah. to create spaces. Yeah. For black males, and I would even say just people, the yeah. the place we're in right now, people need space yeah. to be vulnerable. Yeah. I tell you, this has been a powerful conversation, and I cannot believe we are already halfway through. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to take a commercial break. But I'm looking forward to us coming back and yeah. talking about the book. Yes, ma'am. Jumping into Running Through the Rain, My Stories, Reflections, and Kind Reminders. This has been a conversation with T.W. Suggs, and we are continuing to celebrate our October theme, Know Your Worth. And if you have not had an opportunity to connect with Living Strong Consulting, I encourage you to jump on to either my page, Dr. Virgil Jackson, or check out our website, livingstrongllc.com, for our resources. Many of our sessions circle around understanding, unpacking, and doing the messy but brilliant work of seeking out healing. We would love to connect with you. So stay tuned, stay tight, continue with us. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back on the flip side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. 
You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the flip side of adversity conversation with T.W. Suggs. And we have been having a powerful unpacking of recognizing the process to healing and worthiness is a courageous one. Yeah, It's not an easy process. And something you shared uh, earlier on in that, that, the heart can only take but so much yeah. of that pushing down yeah. um, before it literally vomits up yeah. and out. And you are unpacking how in black males, without the ability to be human, mm-hmm. it shows up mm-hmm. in, in different ways that can sometimes be misconstrued yeah so you started us there because my question was it is the process different and your beginning statements were well first we have to acknowledge that we have to allow black males to recognize that they can be human yeah is there more yeah there is because for black men there's um and i would say men in general but especially black men um, we're we're at a different starting place than than women, mm-hmm. right? Um, so first we have to get so we first have to get to a place where um, where we we have that safe space and we're allowed to mm-hmm. express that feeling. Um, and I feel the process. I feel that you will see similarities in the process, mm-hmm. but I think that you will see things that are unique to mm-hmm. men um, because of how we process things, mm-hmm. um, because of again the history with men not mm-hmm. being able to feel or mm-hmm. not being able to express or be vulnerable. So that I do believe that there are things that are um, similar uh, because we're all beings, right, 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 right. Um, but the being the being part is our core the man part is the expression mm-hmm. um 
and how we show up in the earth. Mm -hmm. So it's both being mm -hmm. and expression. It's, it's both soul mm -hmm. and man, soul yeah. and, you know, uh, man, yeah. you know, so yeah. there are parts that, that are similar for the soul for both mm -hmm. men and women. And there's mm -hmm. some things that may be a little different because I am a, because I am a man. And then mm -hmm. you, then when you throw in the part black man, you know, there's something a little bit different there because then you're dealing with a whole different type of trauma that, yeah. so over yeah. here, we're not allowed to feel because we're men, but over here, because we've been, uh, you know, being killed and all that mm -hmm. other stuff on this mm -hmm. side, there's things that need to be processed over there as well. And can I have two seconds to say something to you? Sure. Um, mothers, black mothers, mm -hmm. this was in my heart to share, so I'm going to share it. Mm -hmm. Talk to your sons. Let it be okay for them to come to you. Um, and I know that there's some black fathers out there, black fathers, black parents. When it comes to your black boys, Ease up on them just a little bit. Allow them to express, allow them to feel. Um, black mother, check in with your son. Black wife, check in with your husband. You know, at, maybe even ask, do you feel comfortable with talking mm -hmm. to me? Do I, you know, and really, mm -hmm. really see what's going on there. You know, because there may be things he may want to express that he may not feel comfortable expressing because you may have never asked mm -hmm. because of an assumption that you made because he's a black man. Yeah, yeah. And it's powerful when we actually have something I call brave conversations. Mm. And sometimes it's also not only asking but also affirming that if yeah. you share this, mm -hmm. I will still see you mm -hmm. as the male. I will still see you as powerful. I will yeah. still see you as strong. That actually in sharing, this will bring us closer together. Yeah, And it's beginning to break off even where, where we started the conversation, those original narratives yeah. that distorted the image Yes, from the beginning that yes. created division. Yes. And creating space to become honest. Yeah. 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 You mentioned expression. Mm -hmm. And I know creative expression is important for you. Yeah. Um, and so I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the book. Um, yeah. Where did it come from for mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. um, and what are you hoping, what impact are you hoping it has on the planet? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's an amazing question. So the book, just to tell you a little bit about the book, uh, it's called Running Through the Rain, My Stories, Reflections and Kind Reminders. And the title alone um, is pretty much a play on words, because when I say run through the rain, I'm 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 using rain um, as a symbol for our stories, as a symbol for truth. A lot of times, if we were to say it was raining today, I don't know where, where everybody's listening from, but today in, in Pennsylvania, it, it was raining. It's been dreary all day. And when it's dreary like this, you see people with umbrellas, people are, you know, running, you know, with their coats over their head, you know, they're running to shelter, et cetera. Um, but you seldom find people who just go for a stroll in the rain. I want this to, I want this to touch my skin. I want to feel this. It may be a little cool, maybe even freezing, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
And that's how our stories are, our stories and our truth, the things that have happened to us, the things that, and everything wasn't bad. Some things are really awesome and really good and warm and, and, and feel like liquid honey. And, and we have that. Um, but there's some things that are cold and biting and, and frigid and uncomfortable. And when we get to those things, you know, we want to hide and put up barriers. But the book, Running Through the Rain, is saying, be okay with your story. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. came along with your story, be okay with your story. And there, there is, there, what you went through was not by mistake. Mm-hmm. What you encountered was not by mistake. The hardship, the tears, the broken heart, the people who left, everything that was in your story, none of it was by mistake. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel ashamed about your story. You don't have to hide your story. You can embrace your story. And that's what Running Through the Rain is about. It's about, let me embrace my story. So it's really a book, but it's also an invitation mm-hmm. that says, I am going to put myself out here. And I want to tell you about some very personal things about me and my life. And I hope even if you can't relate to every single story that's in this book, I'm hoping that by you reading my story and by you seeing this honesty and this black man being vulnerable, talking about what it was like to be touched by another boy and what it was like going through poverty or or struggling financially and what it was like to experience all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping that you can look at your life and say, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me get into this. You know, so I'm hoping that the book serves as a seed mm-hmm. and that it births something in people. And I can't say what I want it to birth in anybody because because everybody needs to birth something different. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to birth peace. Maybe you need to birth, you know, um just some resilience and some strength. But whatever that it whatever it is, this book really serves as seed, you know, for you, as you go on your journey and as you figure out your process and as you figure out who you are. Many of us don't even know who we are. And it's okay to say, I don't know. But at the same time, I don't know, but I'm willing to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what all of this awesomeness is that's within this book. It literally, for me, as I was listening to you um, express the imagery of running in the rain mm. because it, it, I will forever look at people in the rain differently now <laughs> <laughs> because I literally think in my head of how we duck and dodge and try yeah. to, um, to tuck under places or pull things closer to our head and the freedom. And I even think about children. Ooh who will run out in the rain and wow. look up wow. and just wow. let it fall. Wow. And how in that freedom, yeah. there's an opportunity for them to fully experience yeah. all of it. Yeah. And how we, if we're ducking and dodging things, we are not giving ourselves permission to fully experience all that is falling from the father. Wow. Wow. It's just, it, it, it is literally for me, as you were talking, you are, you have written a permission slip. 
Wow. For yes, everyone who reads the book. Yes. To run in the rain. Don't be afraid of your story. Don't be afraid of your story. And it's something interesting that you said in reference to um, the child that stands outside with their head up, just letting the rain fall in. What's the first thing the parent does? Get back in this house. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was raised up in Philadelphia yes. Yes, on North indeed. 15th. You get your butt back yes, in this indeed. house. And, and so even figuratively, we're teaching our children to not embrace their rain, mm-hmm. to, to come mm-hmm. in out of the rain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. That that when you said the child that was standing out there, like I I I, yes. I saw it so clearly, yes. so vividly. Yes. So can you tell us um, what's on the horizon for you? What are some current projects you're working on? Mm-hmm. What what's happening for TW? Hey. hey. <laughs> um. So I will be. So very soon I will be having like a a book launch part two mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. event where, um, because I realized during the question and answering uh, part of the book launch, if it, it was weird because it almost felt like the, um, the book launch event paused during that mm-hmm. time because people were really getting healed and getting answers. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I need to create a platform for people to ask more questions I'm um, about the healing process and about things and maybe even some things that they may be going through. So that's going to be coming up within the next couple of months. Um, I am very soon, probably in a t- at the top of 2023, I will be releasing an audio book version of the book. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, BJ Johnson and Kayla Johnson. And my mom, Sherry Barfield, also did one of the voices for yeah 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 so this is going to be all this was her first time in the studio so it was (laughs) it was cute (laughs) a woman of wisdom a woman of wisdom yeah oh amazing yeah so can you tell us i know i've written a book Mm -hmm. as an author Mm -hmm. is this is a difficult question Mm -hmm. is there a favorite part I know it's a baby. I know it's it's like your child. I know, I know. Is there a favorite part? I think my favorite part, I love the stories, but my favorite part are the kind reminders and uh, the reflections because they're one-liners that mm-hmm. just, and it's done. So my one of my favorite one-liners or mm-hmm. one of my favorite reflections is... Um, it says, it says this, it reads, um, hi, this is not an attempt to collect a debt. The information that you share will not be used for that purpose. I forgive you. Powerful. And the whole idea mm. behind that is when we don't forgive, we have open balances that's constantly accruing interest. And we cannot wait for people to apologize we cannot wait for people to say i'm sorry we have to sometimes say you know what i canceled the debt i forgive you it's done because as long as we don't forgive we are always and forever connected to that person that narrative that story that feeling that smell that sound but the moment we say debt canceled I don't need your apology. I don't need you to say I'm sorry. The moment you say that cancel, you can move that thing on. 
I love that because as we started this whole conversation as Christians, our debt was canceled. Come on. So how dare we hold a debt over somebody else's head? Come on. And it absolutely, if you want to heal and create separation between yes. the trigger that keeps bringing yes. the story yes. back to you, yes. if you want to be able to stand out in the rain and just yes. let the story fall on you yes. and you explore truth, yes, you cannot stay shackled to yeah. the person who hurt you because you are also staying staying shackled to their hurt yeah oh wow yes not just shackled to your hurt to their, their hurt. hurt that's what come on come their on hurt yes because yes. oftentimes the person who hurt you hurt you out of their pain yes And when I think about the the child who was out in the rain and just as you said, uh, immediately, we're like, come back in here. Mm -hmm. We often are parenting out of the way we were parented. We are problem solving out of the way we learned from somebody else how to problem solve. We are guiding somebody out of the same way that we were guided. And if. The narrative was skewed, broken, wounded, yeah. or toxic. I'm just passing that on. Right, right. And it has to change somewhere. Even when we talk about worthiness, you may feel unworthy because your mother felt unworthy. Yes. You know, so somewhere along the line, even if she still feels unworthy, that has nothing to do with you. You 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 can get your worthiness. You can move into your process and keep it moving. And pray that, all right, mom, I hope you get it together. But as for me and mine, I have to move on. Because there is an assignment Come on. that you have to fulfill and you cannot move forward, continue to be shackled yeah. to somebody else's hurt. Yeah. yeah, It's too heavy. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. And I think you said assignment. And I hope that your listeners and your viewers heard that you all have an assignment you were not put here by accident there is a purpose that you have been placed here for and what you went through actually pushed you closer to that even when we think about jesus on the cross Mm -hmm. you know it was like oh goodness these nails you know these crown of thorns it was painful it was ugly it was gory but it pushed him further and to that when when he was betrayed by judas it pushed him further into his purpose and into his calling and i just feel led in my heart to share that Keep moving forward, whoever is listening. Keep going forward, whoever is listening. Whatever you went through, whatever you experienced, it cannot stop you. Your life is not over. Your life Mm. is not over. You have the strength and the ability to continue. So lift your head up, wipe your tears, and keep it moving. Because you're still here. You're still here. After everything that you've been through, you are still here. So there's still more for you to do. There's still more. Oh, my goodness. We need more than an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but if I did not have to stay at this microphone, (laughs) I would be running around this Room. You and me both. <laughs> it's it is a powerful thing to recognize 
that on the other side of what you've been through, you can still run in the rain. Yes, ma'am. And giving people permission to be human, to feel fully the emotions that they are feeling, to be courageous in their healing process, mm -hmm. to recognize that there is still more for you to do mm -hmm. and that forgiveness is going to be necessary. Yes. I hope every listener picked up on all of the nuggets yeah. that you have been putting down for all of us to take into wow. our souls. So we have about three minutes left. Mm -hmm. Someone is listening and they are mm -hmm. tired. Yeah. I want you to just speak to them as we close out in these last two minutes. Okay. Um, what would you say to them? It's okay to be tired. It's okay. Um, I don't know what got you there. I don't know what uh, prompted it. I don't know what you've been through. Um, the fatigue, the exhaustion, the frustration, the anxiety, the fear, um, that's normal and it's okay, but you can't stay there. There is so much more that you're supposed to do. You can't commit suicide. You can't, you can't abort it. You can't give up here. You can't let it go. There is too much. Somebody needs what you are releasing in this earth. Somebody needs your voice. Somebody needs your touch. Somebody needs your love. Somebody needs your creativity. Someone needs your smile. Someone needs your time. Somebody needs you. We need you. So feel your tiredness. But after that, get back up. Don't stay there because if you stay there, you'll stay there. Mm. Get back up. Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah. So how can people follow you? Because I know everybody who's listening, where is he? And so I can keep tabs on everything he's doing. Give us all your social handles. Absolutely. Um, website is www.twsugs.com. Uh, my Instagram and Facebook, they are the same. T-W-Sugs. That is spelled S-U-G-G-S. -G -G and I forgot one more thing. This Friday, this Friday, I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, performing, ministering um, through spoken word at Tamika Patton's event at Sunny Badu's church. Uh, so if you're in the area, make sure you come by and visit. Are you still going to be there on Sunday? I am. Because I'm arriving in Atlanta on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are mm -hmm. you serious? Oh, oh. It's done. Come on. You know what? Hey, we got hey. 30 seconds left for the show, but <laughs> we, we just realized we getting ready to travel. Yes, ma'am. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> If you have enjoyed this conversation, don't miss any of our uh, our future ones. Same place, same time, right here on the flip side. We will check you out next week. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.